Welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Jeff, and I am your host tonight. Tonight, tonight, I am joined yet again by two of our regulars, two of our favorites, Mike and Chris, in a battle, 1v1, brain against brain. But before we use those brain cells, let's talk about our namesake, the pub in pub trivia. Tonight, I have in my glass a lovely store pick from Sunshine Liquors of the Ezra Brooks Distillers Collection. Uh, I've given it a moment here to breathe, so let's see if it's good. That's not a small pour either. That's a good size pour there, Jeff. Yeah, so what I've found over the years, years of doing this podcast now, holy shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. is that it is really hard to come to the table without a full glass because there will be refills needed. Oh, I bring the bottle. Yeah, good idea. Um, wow. I've given that about five, ten minutes just to sit here and kind of open up, and it has just really mellowed out and kind of let some of the flavors uh rise up there and it's actually quite good i think it's a uh, 107 proof it certainly doesn't drink like 100 plus proof it's like an eight um, year big, age on that thing too right you know let me see here i think it's a little over eight years good enough for me sure <laughs> uh <laughs> No, uh, it does say the barrel was filled in 2016, so yeah. That is... Uh, Five years, if it was done in January of 2016. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good, though. That's not bad. I mean, not bad for a uh, five, six-year. I'm quite happy with that. But I'm not the only one here tonight. Let's pass it across the county here over to Chris. Chris, what's in your cup tonight? Uh, nothing right now. Um, so I threw it up on our Instagram and on our Facebook and on Twitter earlier tonight, asking our listeners to tell me what I should drink. And Brave man. I had, I think, five or six bottles that had not been opened yet. And I want to give a shout out because I went ahead and listened to a gentleman named Bourbon and Jeeps on Instagram. And he told me to go ahead and pull out my Jack Daniels Select Single Barrel. This is a barrel pick from Kenny's Liquor out in, I think it's in Riverview. So it's a hike away. Um, when they get a pick like this, they don't last long. So I had a buddy of mine grab it for me. And I'm going to open this up here. Now, to give you a heads up, this particular bottle is 132 proof. Woo! It is Woo! a strong, Woo! strong, strong bottle. Are you cutting that or are you drinking straight? I'll drink it straight. Here we go. <laughs> Brings back memories of shooting 151 at my bachelor party. <laughs> yeah. I was there for that. <laughs> Physi- That's right. Physically. So barrel proof, barrel select, specially selected for Kenny's liquor. This is actually really cool. Um, they actually hang the an actual like specially selected for usually most companies do a sticker. They actually have this nice yeah. little metal plaque on the front of the bottle. Wow. That's about $50 worth of the bottle right there. Uh, this was not a cheap Chris, bottle. <laughs> Chris, when, when when you finally kill that bottle, uh, you need to say, oh, my God, I killed Kenny's. 
I really hope you're proud of that joke. Uh, I'm actually really not. It sounded so much better in my head. And as I'm saying it, I'm like, this is this is like a 20 plus year old reference. What are you doing, Mott? Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't include the uh, South Park question I was going to put in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. I've got the bottle opened. Yeah, it smells strong. Join us on Chris's journey to pour himself a glass of bourbon. Oh, this is whiskey. This is Tennessee whiskey. Whiskey, that's right. That's, yeah. I'm not even going to let it breathe. Ooh. I love Jack Daniels. <laughs> if I our do. listeners could have seen the look of contentment on his face right after he swallowed that first sip. Oh, I, I love Jack Daniels. It is one of, I, I, say what you want. Jack Daniels is really good. But, Jeff, I'm done. I, you, I just took seven minutes of mine to open up a bottle of liquor, so... Uh, Let's see what that dude over in Alabama is drinking. Well, let's check it out. Mike, what's in your glass tonight? Well, I felt like uh, tonight, which will hopefully be my third time beating Chris uh, head-to-head, I believe. Oh. Uh, I felt like that merited a uh, special beer. So this is uh, part of the Hellboy series from the gigantic brewing company out of Portland. They have a series of beers. Uh, with labels from different characters from uh, the comic Hellboy. This is the Abe Sapien <laughs> Indigo Blue Beer. Now, because it was, they were describing it as a blue beer, I had to pour it into a glass to see what it looked like. And when I poured it, it was just basically a golden pilsnery type of color. And as I, I guess, let it breathe, which is not really a beer term necessarily, but as as it, it sat out longer, it gradually began to turn not what I would necessarily call blue, but there's definitely some blue mixing with the gold because now it's a little bit more of a greenish color. <laughs> so it's interesting. It's it's not bad. It's sort of like, it's kind of like half Belgian, half IPA. It's got sort of, it's got a very citrusy flavor. It's I mean, it's it, it goes down very smooth. Uh, the, the kicker is that uh, it being Hellboy, it is 6.66% alcohol by volume. So... Uh, <laughs> Well, well, well done, gigantic brewing company. That's awesome. Oh, that is fantastic. Gotta love some good marketing around the uh, around the brand. Well, that is good to hear. Sounds like we all came prepared with our pub, but can we come with our trivia? To get started, we have a fantastic warm up that I am more proud of than I think anything I've ever written. Your warm up tonight in which I will give you a round of numbers, 1 through 10, and we can kind of go back and forth, is I need you to tell me if the artist or band that I have named has an album with a color in it. I'm colorblind, so I don't think this is fair. You mean like with a color in the name? With the beautiful part about it is you only have to have read the name, and I'm pretty sure you can read. And, and there just has to be a color in the title. It doesn't have to be like the full title is just a color. That's correct. A color has to be in the title anywhere of the album. I like uh, it. So, since Mike won our last matchup, I'm going to let Chris go first. Chris, select a number one through ten. Lucky number seven. Going with lucky number seven. Your artist is Elton John. Uh, familiar with the 
movie Rocket Man. Not a music guy. Uh, he seems like a colorful gentleman. Um, and he's had a very long storied career, so I'm going to say yes. You said yes, that is correct. The album was Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Picking oh, up two points. I've heard of that album, Mike. Too. <laughs> Mike, your number. Uh, let's just do number one. Starting off with number one, you have got the Beatles. <laughs> okay. Uh, now here's the trick. See, they have the White Album, but it's not called. It's actually just called called the Beatles officially. It's not called the White Album. Uh, do they have any other albums with a color in it? Uh, Beatles for Sale, Hard Day's Night, Let the Beatles so I'm going to say no. Your correct answer, and you did pick up on it, is no. The Beatles do have the White Album, and it is eponymously known, but it is just called The Beatles. Well done. Chris, you have everything but one and seven. Oh, let's do ten. Going with ten. Your artist is you too. Again, um, I can't keep away from the British Isles, I guess. Um, <laughs> long storied career dating back to the 70s, if not prior to the 70s. Uh, you know, I'm going to say yes. Uh, they, that's long enough for me to say yes. They probably do have something with a color on it. You, sir, are correct. In 1983, they came out with a live album called Under a Blood Red Sky. Ooh. I wasn't counting well live albums. <laughs> gotcha. Yep, well done. All right, Mike. Let's just keep on trucking with two. Going with two. Uh, you have got Jay-Z. Oh, shit. Um, Jay-Z had the Black Album, and I'm pretty sure it was called the Black Album, so I'm going to say yes. You've nailed it on the head. The Black Album uh, was done by Jay-Z. I forget what year. But that is correct. Chris, you're up. Number two. Is what Mike just did. Number six. <laughs> Number six. You have got Jay-Z's partner, Beyonce. Um, So I, I've kind of gone with this logic of they haven't been around that long. I'm not familiar with a lot of Beyonce's work. Uh, are we counting Destiny's Child or no? We are not. I'm going to say no. And you have nailed it on the head. Beyonce does not have an album with a color in it. Mike, you're up. It's worked well for me so far. Let's keep sequencing with three. Number three, you have gotten Queen. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man. Man. All right. I'm, let's see, I'm, I cannot think of a Queen album that has a color in the title. I'm going to say no. Mike locks in with no. The correct answer is no. I was surprised by that. Chris. I, I actually kind of am too. Chris, you've got four or five or eight or nine. Let's go with nine. Going with nine. You have got Taylor Swift. I 
Oh, God. I thought she had an album with the term red in it, so I'm going to say yes. Chris goes against his own logic and gets the correct answer, picking up two more points. Dang it. We got a guy guy that I play softball with that is obsessed with Taylor Swift, just obsessed with Taylor Swift. So like he, he he will literally turn it on in the dugout while we're playing. It's so <laughs> obnoxious. Well, alrighty then. Whatever you need to say to justify that, uh, we're moving on. Mike, <laughs> um, keep it going. Four. Mike goes with four. He's got Metallica. Okay, uh, another good one because the Black Album is not called the Black Album. It's just called Metallica. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean they don't have another one. Uh, Kill 'em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, Just for All, Self-Titled, Load, Reload, uh, Garage, SNM, Saint Anger. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. Mike locks in with no. The correct answer is no. Well done, Chris. You've got five or eight. Uh. I can't deprive Mike of going down the order, so I'm going to go eight. All right, Chris goes with eight. You have got Michael Jackson. I'd like five, please. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know any Michael Jacksons. I thought, uh, now that I think about it, is there a Michael Jackson album with blue in the title? That sounds vaguely familiar. And his career isn't as long as like Elton John's or anyone like that. I'm going to say yes. Chris says locked in with yes. The correct answer was no. Yeah. No. All right, Mike, you're left with number five. Your artist or band is ACDC. Uh, boy, I really thought Chris was going to deprive me of my uh, my sequence. I appreciate that he didn't because uh, they had the uh, famous album Back in Black. So I'm going to say yes. And you are correct. Back in Black was the album with a color in it. After the warm-up round, we have all but one correct. So we have a point total of Mike with 10 and Chris with 8 as we move on. To the first round. That was a good one, Jeff. I like that. That was very well done, Jeff. Losing Thank already, you. though. <laughs> well, you know, it's two points. You've lost by worse. Uh, as we enter round one, I have four categories, and we will start with Mike. Mike, your four categories to choose from are art, geography, food, or video games. All right, so Art, which I don't feel confident about. Geography, which I don't feel confident about. Food, which I don't feel confident about. And video games, which I don't feel confident about. All right. Rock so, and roll. Chris, you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. I will say art. I cannot believe I just said that, but I'll say art. We can't believe he said it, but he said art. Your question is, the film Sleep was made by what eccentric Pittsburgh-born artist? Is five hours and 20 minutes just about his friend sleeping? Chris, would you like to rebound? I can't get the name. 
know. Even if I could get the name, I wouldn't feel confident in it. All right, Mike, it's on you. Okay. Um, <laughs> Pittsburgh-born artist. Uh, that that honestly doesn't give me anything. Eccentric gives me something. Um, I mean, when I think, of, but when I think of like eccentric and artists, the first, maybe this is because I lived in uh, Tampa area for so long. First name that pops in my head is Salvador Dali, who is decidedly not Pittsburgh-born. Um, I'm pretty sure he was born in Spain. Uh, um, could be like Andy Warhol, maybe, or Jackson Pollock. Uh, but Andy Warhol makes more because I know I don't know if Jackson Pollock ever did film stuff, but I know Andy Warhol did. I don't know that I'm going to come up with anything better, so I'll just say Andy Warhol. Michael is locked in with Andy Warhol. While Dolly was born and also died in Spain, the answer we were looking for was Andy Warhol. Nicely done. Wow. Okay. That's not what I, I would have gone Jackson Pollock. That's not what I would have thought the answer was. All right. Picking up 10 points. Chris, you have geography, food, or video games? Um, Let's go video games. Chris going with video games. Your question is, which video game company created the massive multiplayer role-playing game World of Warcraft? No, no, no rebound for me. I should be able to pull it up, but I can't. All right, Chris, it's on you. Okay, so I played this once, and I played it for like an hour and didn't understand why this game was entertaining. I think it's Blizzard Entertainment, though. Blizzard is what's coming to mind. I don't know if they're the ones that actually produce it or not, but that's what I'm associating in my head with World of Warcraft. So I'm going to go Blizzard. Chris locks in with Blizzard. The correct answer is Blizzard. Yes. Good job, Chris. I would have never gotten there, but as soon as you said it, I was like, that's it. I'm impressed he did. Mike, you've left with geography or food. Oh, man. Uh, my notoriety in geography being what it is, I'm going to go with food. Even though I hate giving Chris the geography question. All right. Michael is going with food. Your question is, what red fruit has the highest fiber content found in fruit? No rebound hmm. here. No rebound from Chris. Mike, it's on you. Red fruit, highest fiber content. Hmm. I doubt it's an... The first thing popped in my head was apple, but apples aren't necessarily red. Um, So unless it's specifically like a red delicious or something, which could be. Um, red fruits, uh, strawberries, tomatoes. Tomatoes aren't necessarily red either. Uh... Strawberry seems like a weird answer, but damn. But then an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Could be that. Could have something to do with that. Uh, I okay. What are the red fruits that I'm forgetting? I'm not a big. I don't eat a lot of fruit. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I guess I'm just. I'll just say. I'm just gonna say apple. I don't know if I'm gonna get get to a better answer. All right, Michael's locking in with Apple. While 
Apples, strawberries generally have around three to four grams of fiber per cup. The answer we were looking for was raspberries. Oh, wow. With okay. eight grams per cup. I didn't think about raspberries. Interesting. Chris, you have the pleasure of the geography question. Your question is, what metropolitan area not bordering a body of water is the largest in the world? <laughs> oh, damn. Ooh. Would you like the rebound, Mike? Uh, that's a big fat negative. Oh, my God. That's a clarification question. When you say bordering a body of water, are we counting rivers on that? We are counting rivers. Yeah, that's going to throw me off because I know some of the bigger metropolitan areas, I don't know which ones are around rivers and which ones are not. Um, I'm going to mark out anything in South America then because the Amazon dominates a lot of that landscape. So Brazil would be out. Mexico City comes to mind, so I'm going to write that down as a possibility. Um, you didn't say anything in the question about about it being a capital city or anything like that, correct? I did not. Okay, so going through North America other than Mexico, given this question, I can't imagine it's anything in the United States unless it's maybe Indianapolis, but I think there's a river that actually runs through Indianapolis, so I'm going to cross that out. I'm going to get out of here. Let's go to Go to Canada. I don't think it's anything in Canada because the big cities there, Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver are all situated around bodies of water in one way or another. Okay, so I don't think it's here. Africa's a mess. Um, the logical the logical places are bringing me to India or to China. But the big cities in China, I could swear, are all either situated near the coast or on the coast, which tells me that there's going to be rivers or tributaries that run to the coast from there. Mm. Russia's may not be bad because I know St. Petersburg is right there. Okay, Mexico City, St. Petersburg isn't a bad answer. Europe, I'm going to get lost in. I'm not even going to try Europe. There's too many. There's just too many variables in Europe, so I'm going to try and stay away from there. As you go down, especially as you get to south, the South South Asia, I just think there's a lot of rivers and things like that that kind of run through that area, and the rest of Southeast Asia and Oceania are all obviously around the ocean. Um, that brings me to Africa, and I don't know. Nairobi, maybe. No, but I no, because that's densely populated in rainforest. I'm assuming there's rivers and things like that that run through there. Um, I don't know that I'm going to come up with a better answer than Mexico City or St. Petersburg. I've seen a map of St. Petersburg, though. St. Petersburg, I've seen the map, and it's it's built as like a circle. And I want to say I've seen that map and there's a river running through the middle of it. But it's built, like, everything in that city is kind of circular out. So I'm going to go Mexico City. I'm pretty sure that's right smack dab in the middle of Mexico. And I don't know of there being any major rivers near it. But I'm probably wrong. 
Wow, those are both two ah. good answers. The city we are looking for has over 11 million people in a metropolitan area and is not found on any rivers, lakes, or other. And while you were almost there, you just didn't go farther south enough. The answer we were looking for is Johannesburg. Ah. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I talked myself out of Africa, and I didn't even think to go that far south. Yeah. It didn't I was take hoping... a lot to drag you away from there. <laughs> oh, well, there ain't man. much rain in Johannesburg, I can tell you <laughs> that. They, they have got enough water problems down there. Damn. Okay. Had I given Africa even a little more thought, I might... No, because I, I don't think I could have put Africa over Mexico City. That's a tough one. Mexico City is a much bigger... I think is a greater population, but yep. Okay. I'll take my L. That's fine. That is a tough one. However... You guys still tied out that round. So the score is still only 20 to 18. Moving on to round two. Chris, you're up first. Your rounds are movies, television, history, or science. Um, Go ahead and hit me with movies. Your question is, the cult classic Robin Hood Men in Tights has the pleasure of being the first film credit of what famous comedian? Mike, would you like to rebound? Yes, I would. All right. I will await your answer. All right, Chris, it's on you. I hate this movie. With a passion. I hate this. I know. I know. I should. I'm a, I consider myself somewhat of a cinephile. I should like this movie. I hate this movie. I haven't seen it in a while, and that's because I hate this movie. Okay, so let's look at famous comedians. Um, so, I'm sorry, Mike is sitting here rapping and dancing, and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with this. He's so giddily happy, it's pissing me off. Okay, so it's not Carlin. It's not going to be Rickles. They were both in stuff before that. Rivers was in stuff before that. Famous comedians. It's obviously not Williams. Who would have been around back then? Could it be someone like Bill Burr? Like he would have been around. He would have been young. Maybe he was trying to cut his teeth in Hollywood. Although his comedian style does not seem to mesh with Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh, it's too early for like John Mulaney. Uh, Lewis Black. No, he's his comedy. His comedy style doesn't seem to mesh there either. Okay, let's try and game theory this. Jeff is a fan of the Mandalorian. Bill Burr was in the Mandalorian, and I think that's the best logic I can get to. So I'm going to go with Burr, sir. Oh. Well, um, Chris has locked in with Bill Burr. Um, just make sure you don't sneeze on it. Uh, Mike, what was your answer? What's the correct so, answer? The, the reason I was dancing, I was literally earlier today, apropos of nothing, uh, going, uh, I said, hey, 
I said, hey, nani, nani, and a ho, ho, ho. I have no idea why, but I was doing it from that movie. I love Robin Hood Men in Tights. Um, Isaac Hayes, of course, played Asneez, who was the father of Achu, who was famously played by none other than Dave Chappelle. Oh, that makes even more sense. Damn it. At 19 years old, that was the first film credit of Dave Chappelle and the start of his career. Well done, and nice steal. Nicely done, Mike. All right, moving on to Michael. You are left with television, history, and science. <laughs> um, these are all such broad categories. Um... I am going to say science. Mike's chosen science. Your question is, the NASA SLS rocket is the most powerful rocket they have ever built. What does the SLS stand for? Would you like a rebound? Uh, no... Okay. I'm going in my head. I'm wondering, like, so whatever I choose next, do I have a better knowledge of it than Mike? And on one of these, I feel we're pretty even. And one of them, I feel I have a little bit better knowledge than Mike does. So I'm going to go with no. Yep. Okay. Going with no. It's on you, Mike. I would I would actually agree with that assessment, Chris. Um, and uh, you might have better knowledge than me on this one. I do. You live in Rocket City, USA. I know that's what's really bothering me, and, but it you know we we have a a term uh, in my various lines of work death by acronym. Um, <laughs> like if you've ever heard somebody talk about oh you got the SLS and blah 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 like and it's and like firing off like every other word is just a sequence of letters and everybody nods and goes yes yes and makes sense to half of them and the other people are like what are you talking about SLS I'm. The L is probably launch, <laughs> um, but the S's are. I mean, one of the S's could be could be Saturn in a in a, a callback to their Saturn rockets. Um, uh, service. I mean, like yeah. Oh gosh, I mean, there's just so many S words. Uh, <laughs> Shit comes to mind. Oh, man, 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 man. I feel such shame for not knowing this one. Shame, there's another S word. Uh... Oh, man. This is going to be one of those that when you say it, it will probably awaken something in the deep, deep recesses of my mind that I heard once somewhere. Um, somewhere. S word something launch system let's go i'm gonna say the second s is probably system uh sls something launch system would actually fit but i'm pretty sure it's not that uh i'm gonna all right i'm just gonna say i think i'm gonna say space launch system as lame as that sounds just because i could do this forever and i don't know that i'm gonna come ah uh, well hold on wouldn't be solar launch system. No, no, because we're not launching into the sun. 
maybe we're launching into the sun with a powerful rocket. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say space launch system. If it makes you feel any better, when I was going to lock in a rebound, that's what I would have rebounded with. So, Well, while the NASA SLS rocket is the most powerful rocket they've ever built, what it stands for, which both of them would have locked in with, ah. is Space Launch System. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Blind oh. squirrel finding a nut. Good grief. <laughs> I want to cry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't have mattered, though, right? Like, it wouldn't have mattered wow. at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he would have still gotten it, and you wouldn't have been able to rebound. Wow. Yeah, I thought that that was one of those questions that could have been hard, but it was just so asininely simple <laughs> that you anyone could have come up with it on accident. I, I, I that, which I just did. I honestly was so hesitant to lie. Like I was just like, this is this seems so e easy, but I was like, I just wanted to end my misery. I'm not sure if I'm more mad that you and I had the same answer, or if you had gone with Saturn launch system and I didn't lock in the rebound, and I don't know which one would have made me more mad. Right. Ugh. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Well, we are moving on. Question to Chris. Would you like it to be in television or history? Um, Mike doesn't have a rebound left, so I'm going to leave television for him, and I'm going to go history. Chris is going with history. Your question is, following his death on March 11th, 1930, who became the first president and first member of the Supreme Court to be buried at Arlington National Cemetery? Mike doesn't have a rebound, so it's on you, Chris. I, I Mike, I really wish I was drinking my old tub bourbon because I could make a joke right now. Yeah, I knew you knew it, so it yeah. didn't bother me that I didn't have my rebound. Uh, it is William Howard Taft. The correct answer is, in fact, William Howard Taft. Well done. <sighs> All right. Salvage some points. That you did. That you did. Mike, that leaves you with television. Your question is, it took 232 costume crew members to create the ornate stylings of what 2020 Netflix series? Chris, would you like to use that rebound? Yes. Uh, rebound is locked. Rebound is in. Mike, it's on you. Ugh. Um... Yeah, this one's rough. I I'm not a my my, my wife is more the the Netflix uh, series binger, um, and I'm really I'm really not. Um, the first one that popped into my head is uh, the, just probably just because she watched it recently is Bridgerton. Um, that I think would sort of maybe qualify. Uh, and I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think of other Netflix series that I, and that one's so like borderline. I'm like, did that even come out in 2020 or was it this year? But, um, it's close enough. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to think of other things. Um, <laughs> the, I think the only thing I watched, uh, like I'm trying, I'm trying to think of like, you know, TV shows that were really popular during quarantine. The only one I watched is Tiger King, and I'm fairly certain that's not. Um, and as happy as I am that I now get the pop culture references, it's I'm also not sure how happy I am that I watched that. But, uh, oh, man. I just don't know that I'm going to come up with anything better than uh, Bridgerton. Um, 
there's a couple others that are kind of like on my list. Like I don't even know if like the Queen's Gambit is a Netflix series or not. It's been on my list. I know that. Um. I mean, I, I know that was that was pretty popular. I I just don't remember if it's Netflix. Um. So I'll I'll um. I'll lock in with uh with Bridgerton. That's that's fine. Locking in with Bridgerton. Chris, you rebounded. What was your answer? Uh my answer was Bridgerton, but I think he was right. I think it might be Queen's Gambit because I know they had if they're spending the kind of money to get Anya Taylor-Joy on a TV show with how hot she's been in Hollywood, they probably throw a lot of money into costumes. So I think it is Queen's Gambit, but I answered Bridgerton. The correct answer that we were looking for that came out on December 25th, 2020, is Bridgerton. Yep. yep. All right. After our first half of the game, Mike has opened up the lead with 50 to Chris's 28. And we are moving on to halftime. Your halftime today, just in time for the Super Bowl game which we may or may not get fined and or taken off the internet forever for even saying. Say superb owl, it'll be fine. We would love to see some more superb owls <laughs> all over the internet. Hey, Jeff, that is a uh, a super bowl of chips you have over there. Are those Doritos? I do enjoy it myself uh, as I continue to think of a chip that I enjoy and I'm struggling to find one that I enjoy. Nacho uh, cheese Doritos. <laughs> yes. Doritos are tasty and fine. Oh Look at God. my large bowl of them. <laughs> <laughs> I would describe it as excellent. Fantastic. Look, I may be fat, but I really don't like chips. They're just a stupid food. Um, <laughs> your halftime question today is... For five points each, I need you to list the top five teams in the top five Super Bowl appearances. In terms of number of appearances? In terms of number of appearances. Appearances, not wins, appearances. Appearances, that is correct. Okay. So I'll give you both some time to think about it, and let me know when you're locked in. All right, I think I can lock in. All right, Mike, you have locked in. So I'm trying to... So I know the Patriots and the Steelers are on that list. There's no doubt about it. The Pats and the Steelers have been there. Chuck Knoll with the Steelers had a huge run. And Belichick and Brady had a huge run. So the teams I've eliminated from this are going to be... I have eliminated... The Bucks, the Saints, uh, the Falcons have eliminated Carolina. The Bengals, the Lions, the Browns, the Seahawks, the Chargers, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Chiefs, and the Jags. So I'm at this point where I don't know. I think the 49ers have. I, I, I don't. I'm trying to think of how many titles. I think Joe Montana might have won three and Steve Young won one. So that would put the 49ers at a minimum of four. So that's not a bad guess. Uh, the Packers, I think, are up there as well. 
I feel like the Packers have to be on that list. I feel like the Cowboys have to be on that list. So I've got the Patriots, the Steelers, the Cowboys, and the Packers. The Bills have been to four and lost four, and that's what's bothering me. I feel the Dolphins have been to three. The Broncos, I know, have been to at least three because I think they went to three with Elway, but I don't think they've gone anywhere without Elway. So three is kind of the the place where I'm cutting this off. I know the Giants have been to three because I know Phil Simms brought them to one and Eli won two, but I don't know if they've been there other than that. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna argue this. I'm gonna stay with my with what I have here. The Patriots, the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Packers, and the Niners. So you had Patriots, Steelers, Cowboys, Packers, and Niners. All right, Mike. What did you lock in with? So, uh, pretty similar. Uh, Patriots number one with a bullet. I think they might have won more than any other team has been to, except possibly the Steelers. Uh, so Patriots, Steelers, uh, Niners. Uh, Chris, of course, forgets that they were play. They played in last year's Super Bowl. Um, oh shit! And uh, they also played several years ago in the blackout Super Bowl uh, against the Ravens. Oh yeah, I forgot about that too. Uh, with Colin Kaepernick under center, um, I did lock in with the Packers. They they won the first two, and then. Uh, Rodgers won at least one. Favre won at least one. I feel like they've played in at least one of the ones that were lost to the team that I put as my fifth team. I originally had the Cowboys, but then I remembered they had at least, in addition to the three Elway appearances, have had at least two and possibly three three appearances with Peyton Manning, so I locked in with the Broncos as my fifth team. I forgot about the Manning, the one that won. So Packers, Packers, Patriots, Niners, Steelers, and Broncos were my five. All right, well... The number one team in Super Bowl appearances with 11 is the New England Patriots. So you both have gotten that correct. The tied for second team is Steelers with eight. Also tied for second with eight are the Dallas Cowboys. Also, tied for second, are the Denver Broncos. (laughs) And coming in fifth place, with seven appearances, are the 49ers. Yep. The Packers did not make the cut with only five appearances. Gosh, I I could only remember four appearances by the Cowboys, the three in the 90s, and then... The one they lost to the Dolphins. So it looks like you both pick up 20 points in that halftime round. Well done. It's okay, because if I had to eliminate one, I would have eliminated the Niners and put the Broncos. I would have had the, I had the Packers ah. on there no matter what. So, Hey, the good news yeah, it's the tricky. good news here is that the Packers are not going to the Super Bowl this year. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going. They certainly are, and they will be facing off looks against like the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Which I'm sure if you're listening to this, you just saw who won the Super Bowl. So congrats. <laughs> if you could just go back in time a couple of weeks and let us know early would be super helpful. Considering two of us are in Tampa, I think two of us at least are rooting for the Buccaneers. Jeffrey? Yes, sir. All right. There's no doubt that oh, the no, Tampa Bray Gronkineers will be taking the Super Bowl. <laughs> Tampa Brady Gronkineers. This will bite me back in the ass. Yeah. Hey, I'm Je- definitely rooting for the Bucks, but I just... 
I just have to say I love that the Buccaneers uh, managed to be the, become the first team to ever play a Super Bowl in their home stadium, and no one can come. <laughs> Yeah, that's a uh, – and the beautiful thing about that is that is a fascinating trivia fact that in years to come, I'm sure will be asked on this podcast. Yes, sir. All right. Well, after that halftime round, we are at a score update of Mike with 70 and Chris with 48. <laughs> Damn, getting my ass kicked. It's not looking pretty, folks. <sighs> Moving on to round three, I believe it is up to Mike. Mike, your categories are computers, music, geographical history, or alcohol. <laughs> Could you pick three out of four categories more better suited for Mike than those? Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> um, I, I bet I know which one he's not going to pick. <laughs> you probably guess which one I am going to pick. I got to start with music. All right, God. going with music. Your question is, Guy Manuel de Homan Cristo and Thomas Bengalter are famously known as what music duo? Chris, would you like a rebound? I have a lot. I, ha I have what I think is actually a really good guess. Um, well, like they say, there's no better time than now. My issue is that if it's a music question, there's very little chance that Mike doesn't know it, and I do. So I'm going to hold on to it right now, but I'm still going to send you what my guess was, even though this is not an official rebound. That's fine. I've been drinking. This isn't confusing. <laughs> All right, Mike, it's on you. Well, you know, I mean, Chris is wrong. I, re I, I really have no idea. Um, I'd like to lock on a rebound then. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is just uh, obviously not in my particular music wheelhouse uh, at all. Uh, Guy Manuel de Homan Cristo, Thomas Ben Galter. I mean, it sounds like one is at least maybe American. I mean, they both might be American, but. Um, but it just it sounds like maybe like a like an inter, uh, international uh duo which i know nothing about like i yeah this is this is just this is not good uh no this is really this is really not good i have no idea um i thought of like il divo for some reason but they have like four four people because i but i know that they have like different people from different countries um so maybe these are like the two main ones, and then they have other ones that that do that. Um, I mean, I'm I'm totally shooting in the dark. I don't have a clue. I'm not getting anything from the names um, that I was hoping maybe you know there would be something that would kick that would click like oh this is you know such and such. Uh, but uh, it's really not for me. So I'll even though I'm sure it's so far off the mark to be laughable and comical i will lock in with El il devo okay michael is locked in with il devo chris what was your guess i forgot they were german and not french i th this is not my rebound but i had said millie vanilli fuck you did lo did lock in with millie i did not vanilli. lock in with millie vanilli that was my guess you guessed millie vanilli i told you i was drinking and i would definitely be confused <laughs> 
Formed in 1993 in Paris, you may know this duo as the group that came out with Random Access Memories in 2013. Ah, this Daft, Daft Punk. And more better known as Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Well, if they took their helmets off, I would have gotten that, gotten that right. Right? <laughs> I knew I knew it wasn't Millie. I knew it wasn't Millie Vanilli because I don't remember their names, but it's not these. Well, they're German. <laughs> it's think, definitely right? not these. What's that? Millie uh, Vanilli's German, right? The the guy the actual guys I think were German, but the um the guys that the the front men that were lip syncing were not. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it was founded by Frank Farian and consisted of Fab Morvan and Rob Pilatus. I knew there was a Rob in there. That was what I was trying to remember. Yep. Yeah. That was Millie Vanilli. Yeah. Daft Punk. Wow, I never would have gotten to Daft Punk. Okay. <laughs> That's a good question, Jeff. That was a really good question. Very good. Well, we're moving on to question number two. Chris, you are left with computers, geographical history, or alcohol. Uh, let's go geographical history. Holy shit. I thought that was going to be last. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Chris has gone with geographical history. Your question is, the fall of what major city in 1453 effectively marked the end of the Roman Empire? Mike, would you like a rebound? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and rebound. All right. Mike is locked in. Chris? Well, there, to me, there's two logical guesses here. There's Rome, which seems a little too on the nose. But also, I so Constantine, If I'm, I could be way wrong here. And if I'm wrong, we'll get shit for it on 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 social media and that's fine. You can find us at pub trivia experience on Instagram and Facebook or at pub trivia pod on Twitter. Uh, always of course, uh, pub trivia experience at gmail.com. But I think Constantine split the empire into two and he had moved everything over to Constantinople. Um, and I think if I remember correctly, the, the Western side of the Roman empire fell first. Um, and being that the Roman empire was pretty prevalent in the new Testament, uh, 1453 strikes me as like the latter, the very last part of the Roman Empire. Uh, if we're talking about major cities, yeah, I think I have to go with uh, Constantinople slash Istanbul. All right, logging in with Constantinople slash Istanbul. Mike, <laughs> what did you uh, rebound with? Well, yeah, Jeff shot me a look because I muted myself and I started. He could tell that I was singing the song. Um. Yes, before it was Istanbul, it was Constantinople, and before that it was Byzantium. Course, Byzantium. I, I also yeah. locked in with Constantinople. And if Chris had not gotten it right, you would have also been correct. The correct answer we were looking for is, in fact, Constantinople. Real quick, Mike, I was right. Like Constantine split the empire in half, and they eventually moved like the eastern part to Istanbul. The headquarters moved to Istanbul, and the western side of the Roman Empire fell apart, fell apart first. I'm not I'm not good on Roman Empire stuff to be completely honest. I just know that Rome fell in like the in like 400 something AD. Yeah. So it was much it was it was way before the Holy Roman Empire which was the fall of Constantinople. Okay. Very good. Very good. We're moving on to Mike. Your questions left are in computers or alcohol. Mike, what was your major in college again? Yeah, I know. I that was what I was just about to say. It is so weird that I majored in computer science. I do computers for a living, and yet I feel very not confident about it as a trivia question. Uh, 
but nonetheless, I actually don't feel confident about alcohol either. So I am torn. Do I let, do I force Chris to do the computers question? I think I forced Chris to do the computers question, right? I think I have to. So I'm going to take alcohol. All right. Mike's gone with alcohol. Your question is, who was the legendary Benedictine monk who invented champagne? Oh, Chris, would you like to rebound? I can't. Uh, no, I can't think of his name. I've, I, I've heard this recently, but I can't think of what his damn name is. No. All right, Mike, it is on to you. Yeah, I have no clue. Um, in terms of of monks, I think much more in terms of beer. Uh, and in that spirit, St. Bernardus springs to mind, so that is what I'm going to lock in with because there is no way that I can come up with anything else. Michael, not wasting a second locking in with St. Bernardus. If he had taken a second, there is a possibility he could have started talking out the name of some champagnes and could possibly have come across the one named Dom Perignon. Oh. Ah. Which is, in fact, the legendary Benedictine monk who invented champagne. I've heard that. Shit. I've heard that recently. I didn't. I. It never. Do- it should have dawned on me that it would. It would have been that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Zero points awarded. Chris, you. Pass. Have been given the question in computers. Damn. <laughs> Your question is known as Codename Whistler, what Windows operating system version finally died an unceremonial death on April 8th, 2014? Okay, so the versions of Windows that I have written down, I've got 9598 XP ME, which is Millennium Edition in Vista. Anything post Vista, I don't think would be on here. So I worked at CompUSA uh, from 01 to 05, and I think around the tail end of that time, 04, 05? No. No, I take that back. I worked at CompUSA from 05 to like 08, 09, Um, and I think around the tail end of that is when we did something for Vista. Millennium Edition came out when I was in college because the compact computer I had when I graduated high school in 01 was a Millennium Edition ME. Vista came out after that. I think there was one in the middle there, but I don't think, yeah, they both sucked. Um, in fact, the compact computer that I had, we backdated to XP. And what, what's, what's bugging me is I don't remember ME or Vista being all that great. Um, Windows XP was huge. But Windows 98 and 95 were actually also huge. Like Those were three good operating systems from what I remember. ME, Vista, whatever came out post-Vista, I think I'm going to eliminate. I think there may be still there may have been support for that later. So I'm down to 95, 98, and XP. Um, 2014 seems really late for 95 and 98. God, that's almost 20 years. I can't. I'm going to go Windows XP. Chris's logic to it and locked in with Windows XP. While I still had a company using in Windows XP in 2012, they were desperately trying to get off of it. It did not die an unceremonial death uh. until April 8th, 2014. Whoa! Yep. 
The correct answer is Windows XP. Yes. Oh, I needed that. Matt. Yep. You're right back Matt in the game. Was a hell of a round from Christopher. Yep. Your score totals after that round are Mike with 70 and Chris with 68. Yep. Anyone's game now. We're headed into round oh, four. That, that felt good. Did well, it? I could do that for you. For Did me, it? yeah, not for you. <laughs> my my pro my problem was popping open a second beer that's nine point two percent alcohol. I'm on my oh. on my third glass of 138 proof, sir. You're twice my size. <laughs> Just in the pants. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Leaving that in. Yep. All right, we're moving on to round number four. I think. Chris goes first in this one. I am nailing this. I love Ezra Brooks. Is, it, <laughs> is, that, is that a good better pick, by the way? Because I, have, I haven't opened mine yet. Is it good? Uh, it, it I like it. I, I wanted to try the other one first, but I thought, it's just Mike and Chris. I'll open this one tonight. You got you to come over uh, and drink this. This is actually really good. Okay, I can say the same thing about the half a cabinet. I'm trying to wait in here so I can give you a sample of it. I can help. Yeah, <laughs> we need to do that. Let's get together. Is that a song? I don't know. It should be. Reverend Al Green, yes. Let's there get it is. together and feel all right. No, not that song. Not the same. Not at all. Moving on to round number four. <laughs> Chris, your categories to pick from are in music, movies, history, or medicine. Shit. I am sorry. That is not one of the categories. Uh, let's go history. Chris is going with history. Your question is, what device is known as the first known recording device? Mike, would you like a rebound? Yeah, I, ha I have to. I have to. And it is locked in. Chris, it is up to you. So there's something. I'm listening really stupid here on a podcast, but I could swear I remember something about like records being made out of beeswax and that was or, or wax of some sort. And that was like the first recording device. It's probably not beeswax. That's probably the, the Jack Daniels talking uh, from Kenny's Liquor right here in Riverview, Florida. It is delicious. Actually, you can't get this pick anymore. They sold out of it within two days. Uh, neither here nor there. Uh, so to, to, to clarify, are you looking for the device that did the recording, or are you looking for like what they stored the actual recording on? Is, is it like a specific device name? The question that we're uh, asking is, what device is known as the first known recording device? If you're asking yourself if I use the word device twice in that question, you're right. So device. Device Should've is also the that name one. of a spinoff band. Not a spinoff band, but another band that's fronted by uh, Dave Draymond, the lead singer of Disturbed. Um, and it's actually a really, really... They only have one album, and it's actually really solid. So if you're, not, if you're a heavy metal fan at all, Device is actually a really good... Thing to uh, a good album to pick up. With that being said, I'm trying to think through here, and I so I've got phonograph written down. 
Um, because I think this is the earliest version of playing anything. Uh, it, I think it predates like record player stuff like that, but I don't know if it was used for recording. So I guess I have to ask when when you say recording, are we referring to like because technically like a camera could be like a a a recording of a moment in time. Were you referring to audio files or, or audio of some sort? I, I, yeah, let me let me just clarify that for you for a second. I do believe the word audio was supposed to be in that question. What device is known as the first known audio recording device? Okay, I'm not trying to be a dick. I just want to make sure, like, because, like, you know, a chisel and hammer would have been a recording device. Uh, I'm not going to get anything better. I'm going to go with phonograph. All right. After that whole diatribe, Chris is locked in with phonograph. Uh, Mike, what did you lock in with? My immediate thought was phonograph. So the answer we were actually looking for had nothing to do with audio. It was just like leaves on the ground. They laid them out and just everyone knew what they were talking. Yes, it was phonograph. I don't know who writes these games. Right. I don't know who volunteers oh, to write these games. Uh, definitely a massive idiot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Moving on to question. Chris has his first lead of the game. Damn it. Oh, shit. You're right. Look at that. A lead change has occurred. Dude, you've got music, movies, and medicine to go, so I think you're okay. Yeah, you're damn right, and I'm going to make you choose between music and medicine. I'm taking movies. <laughs> <laughs> going with movies. Mike's question is, what Major League ballpark was the movie Major League filmed in? Chris, would you like a rebound? Do you need the name of the ballpark or the team? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I will give you the team. What are the chances I can get a music or a medicine question over Mike? Yeah, uh, I will lock in with that. All right. He's locked in with that. Yeah. Mike, it's up to you. Major League Two on this one is really easy for me to answer because that was filmed at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Uh, Major League One... I would have struggled with the name of the stadium, but since you said that it would be the name of the team, I am like 80-something percent certain it was filmed in Milwaukee, in the Milwaukee Brewer Stadium. So that is what I'm going to lock in with. Lock in with Milwaukee or Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Chris? The the part that I'm trying to get to in this was, I I think I remember a scene where Jake Taylor, the catcher, uh, Tom Berenger's character, goes to block a ball and it goes behind him and it hits like this the the backstop is metal. It's like a metal backstop. And to me that rang through with the Detroit Tigers. Uh I don't know what their what their stadium was, but it sounded like a, a Detroit thing, so I went with the Tigers, although I couldn't name the name of the stadium. At that time the Detroit Tiger Stadium was Tiger Stadium, that much I know. Okay. <laughs> so I'm probably wrong then. Thank you, Mike. The good news is The rebound is not needed, although it would have been incorrect. The correct answer is, in fact, Milwaukee. Was it just Brewer Stadium? 
Uh, well, see, that's where uh, I modified it because the actual answer would have been Milwaukee County Stadium. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and right. I, for one, have never known it as that. And I don't think anyone in the world would have gotten that. Maybe my father. But, yeah, no, that would have been incredibly difficult. That's a good question, Jeff. That is a good question, yeah. Mike picks up his 10 points there. Chris, it is up to you. You are going to choose between music or medicine. Uh, does Mike have his rebound still? Yes, Mike does have his rebound still. Oh, that could be a swing. Um, I actually think um, I'm better at probably answering a medicine question when Mike gets it wrong, and I would be a music question when Mike gets it wrong. So I'm going to go music. Uh, Good I'm strategy. Gonna, I'm, I like that. I'm going to take it on the chin either way. So give me the music question. Let me get it wrong, and maybe Mike doesn't know who the Spice Girls are. Ooh. Well, you've chosen music. Your question is, Beyonce's 2011 hit song, Party, hit the Billboard Top 100 and features which founding member of OutKast? Michael, would you like a rebound? Sure. There's no point in not rebounding at this point. Uh, You're not wrong. So I'm going to fire I'm gonna fire, fire in the dark and see how this works out. Sometimes that's how you get children. Ha! All right. I've got his rebound. Chris, it's up to you. Um, does Outcast sing "Hey Ya"? Like I, I don't know. I no, that's the Black Eyed Peas. I don't know. I I don't know a single song by Outcast. The only thing that's kind of ringing true or ringing a little bit of a bell here is, I think one of the guys from Outtrack Outcast was in the movie Four Brothers. Um, the John Singleton movie. May he rest in peace, John Singleton, my friend. Not my friend. I don't even know you, but uh. Hell of a director. Hell, an amazing director. Uh, but Four Brothers with Mark Wahlberg was phenomenal. I think I remember someone from Outcast being in that. And I think his name is Andre 3000, and I couldn't name another person from Outcast. I'm going to go Andre 3000 and hope I'm right. Um, Mike has his head in his hands, tells me I'm probably wrong. He's probably from a different group. But Andre 3000, I am locked in because I don't know. So, Mike, what did you lock in with? Ooh, the reason my head is in my head, in my hands, is there are so many. First of all, Hey Y'all was absolutely outcast. Black Eyed Peas? What the fuck, dude? I don't listen to music. Uh, and not only not only was Hey Y'all outcast, Hey Y'all was sung by, of the two primary members of Outcast, it was, in fact, sung by Andre 3000. It was a 50-50 shot. I believe uh, Andre 3000 was the one that popped into my head. I think the other one was Big Boy. Is that right? Yep. Uh, but Andre 3000 was the first one that popped into my head. It was a coin flip, so that's what I locked in with. And if it's if it ends up being Big Boy, I'm going to be so pissed. Well, I'm really glad that we don't have to make you pissed because Thanks. the correct answer is, in fact, Andre 3000. Is He he is the one from Four Brothers, right? I'm going to pull it up real he quick. He is, yes. He okay. is one of them. Uh, John Singleton did Four Brothers, about right? Tyrese. <laughs> he also did Boys <laughs> in the Hood, same guy, making sure. Yeah, okay. John Singleton, yeah. Died in 2019. God, that seems like forever ago. It was only 2019. Yeah, it does. Right. He's a titan for uh, for for direct for uh, filmmaking, and the guy was amazing. Oh yeah, incredible, incredible. All right, well, magically, Chris picks up some. On a music there. question, boom! Like, I love that. I love that he literally says a bunch of music facts wrong and gets there via a movie. 
a movie, yeah. Like, a movie that he still could have picked probably Tyrese or Andre Benjamin. I don't know who Andre Benjamin is, and it wasn't Tyrese. The, 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 it, 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 hold on. So I want to make sure. I'm, so he's the in the Four Brothers. He's the one. So there's Marky Mark. There's uh-huh. Mark. There's Mark Wahlberg. There's the really skinny we're, we're doing white this, kid. Apparently, yes, we are. There's, this, but yeah. Andre Three Thousand is the one that's kind of like he's the shady one of the Four Brothers. He's the one that's kind of there and then not there, right? And then there's is it Ty, is Tyrese the fourth brother? I don't even know. Um, Tyrese is the one that's always or also in uh, Fast and Furious. Uh, it's too fast, too furious. But we're not going to go there. Um, <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> No, but he's he's the sh- he's the one that's he's like he's the one that's gone to become like a businessman, um, and he's got a, he's got so. a family a doesn't want to get involved in all the drama and all that. Uh, sorry, that sounds bad. So so if I may, real quick, bring this back to Outcast. If I may bring this back to Outcast, I just want to tell a quick anecdote that I think will be amusing for our listeners, and then we'll move on. But I frequently, I would say on a on a semi daily basis, and I also did this with my first daughter, but. Um, uh, my first daughter's name was Abby. My second daughter, my my younger daughter's name is Penny. And we we put Miss in front of both of them. Sometimes we would talk to them when they were babies. And I frequently sing, "I'm sorry, Miss Penny. Ooh, I am for real. Never meant to make my daughter cry." Like when she starts fussing. So yeah, those three That's hours awesome. today for Paige. So I, I feel your pain. Yeah, she cried for three hours because she was too tired to take a nap. Then took a two hour nap. That is how that goes. Yep. (laughs) Don't understand. (laughs) You're not supposed to understand. You're trying to apply logic. Stop doing that. All right. We're moving on to question number four and round number four. For Michael, your question is in medicine. The first vaccine was created to target what disease? Uh, Rebound coming your way. Yeah, it is. Good gravy. Sent in. Oh, yeah. I got that rebound. Mike, it's up to you. Oh, man. <laughs> I am not I'm not strong in medicine at all. I'm trying to think of, like, smallpox popped into my head for sure. Um, and honestly, that was the that was the first one. Obviously, uh, measles also popped into my head. Uh I don't think it would be polio, but that's certainly another option. I mean, the polio vaccine really was huge, and I think well, no, but but smallpox was in in terms of globally was actually eradicated before polio, I believe. I feel like it's probably one of those. There might be something I'm forgetting. I am. I'm just gonna walk in with smallpox. Hope for the best. All right. Michael's locked in with smallpox. Chris, what is your rebound? Yeah, the only one I could think of, um, I don't know when smallpox was eradicated, but was Jonas Salk with polio. So I went with polio because I know he he created the vaccine, then turned it over at no cost, and thus making him a hero to billions of people the world over. All right. Well, the first vaccine was created to target what disease? The virus that caused the disease was actually the variola virus. The variola virus is what actually caused the disease that we now know as smallpox. Nicely done, Mike. You're right. Oof. I 
I well, honestly, your your logic was completely sound. Like that's I was very close to going for polio. The only reason I remember uh, the WHO uh, announced in like 1977 that they had eradicated smallpox globally, mm-hmm. and polio actually I think was within our lifetime. That was the only reason I went with smallpox. polio. Was your recent? Was I thought. Like, yeah, polio exa- was like exactly. last it was 10 20 years. 21st century, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So that that's right. I, I didn't, honestly, once he read the question, I said, okay, I know Jonas Salk because there's been a lot in the in the papers about him recently. Um, talking about the history of vaccines. So I figured maybe that's where Jeff got the question. So I locked in polio. But now smallpox makes more sense. You're right. Nicely done. Sir. No, it was, it, was, it was good either way. Those were both, both good. It was, like I said, it was shot in the dark. We are moving on to the final round. Your score update as we head into the final round is Mike with 90 and Chris with 88. It is 100% going to come down to this final round. As you know, our final round are three wager questions. You may wager up to the amounts, the total amounts that you have currently earned in these three categories. Your categories are sports movies and television lock with it lock in with your wagers and we will get started in just a moment my wagers are locked in oh god i hate wager rounds (laughs) that's why we love them Uh uh-huh i know you do my wagers locked in Alrighty. The wagers have been locked in. We're moving on to the first of our final questions. In the category of sports, your question is, and for this final round, we will revert back to our general trivia locking in rules. Whoever locks in first will then allow the other person to talk it out. Your first question in sports is, what company was originally named Blue Ribbon Sports? All right, I'll I'll go ahead and lock in and make Chris talk it out. (laughs) All right, Mike has locked it in. Chris, let's hear those flowing thoughts. No, so I've heard this before, and it's an Blue Ribbon is an American saying, and I'm almost positive it's an American company. So for me, that's going to knock out uh, Adidas, and it's going to knock out uh, Reebok. Um, so it kind of brings me to like the I'm I'm equating the I'm equating this in my head to like a, a company known for its athletic gear, specifically shoes. Um, Blue Ribbon Sports. It, like Under Armour seems newer to me, so does New Balance. They both seem newer, so I don't think it's Under Armour. I don't think it's New Balance. Nike is the obvious answer, uh, and Nike actually sounds right. Like that does sound like Nike, but I want to make sure I'm taking casting a wide wide enough net. So I'm trying to think of like other sports brands. So there's Rawlings for baseball. There's I think Wilson for uh, football, and obviously volleyballs. Uh, but that doesn't seem right. Like Nike, I keep coming back to Nike because I've heard this before, but Nike seems like too obvious of an answer. It really seems like too obvious of an answer. Would Phil Knight really name his company Blue Ribbon Sports? Uh, Actually, Phil Knight might. I I don't know. 
but I can't move away from I can't move away from the logic. I'm gonna go Nike. I I can't move away from what the logic tells me there. Uh, I don't think it's I, I think it's an American company because Blue Ribbon brings me to America. Maybe that's just because of PBR, but yeah, Nike. I'm not I'm 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 not even gonna argue it. I'm yeah. Chris is locking in with Nike, Mike. Uh, so like Chris, I, when I hear Blue Ribbon, I think of Pabst, who's been riding that Blue Ribbon for something like 130 years. I think it won it in like 1890-something. Uh, spoiler alert, American brewing has come a long way since then. Um, I We have Budweiser and Miller Lite, sir. <laughs> uh, I, went, I kind of went through a similar thought pattern to Chris. I went through a bunch of the shoe companies. Not, honestly, none of the shoe companies seemed right to me, and I came back around to some of the other brands, and I just, it, I ended up just being like, I don't know. I was trying to think if any company had a logo that looked like a ribbon. I couldn't think of one, uh, so I just ended up shooting in the dark, and I locked in with Wilson. All right, locking in with Wilson. We will find out if those answers are correct later. We're moving on to question number two in movies. What was the name of the pet mouse in the Green Mile? Locked in. Chris is locked in. Mike, it is on to you. Oh man, it was like Miss. It was Mister Something. It was Mister. It was Mister It was Mister G. G. Oh, it was like Mister 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 Jingles. Mister, I think it was like Mister Jingles. Mr. Jingles, Mr. Jenkins, it was something like that. I feel like it was Mr. Jingles. Oh, it's gosh. actually Miss Jackson. <laughs> I am for real. Never meant to make that guy burn up on the electric chair. Um, <laughs> God, uh, sorry. <laughs> I here's the thing. I love, I love the Green Mile. I really love that movie. I don't know. I. I genuinely don't know that I've seen it in since I saw it. Like it's a great movie, but I just never, never gone back to watch it. I feel like it's like Mister. Is it Mister? It's like Mister. I'm pretty sure it's Mister something. Is Mister Jingles Mister? <sighs> Shit, I I don't know that I'm gonna come with anything better than Mister uh, Mister Jingles. I feel like that's what it is. So I'm gonna say Mister Jingles. All right, Mike's locked in with Mr. Jingles. Chris? Yeah, I had no idea. I haven't seen this movie since it first came out. I went with Mortimer because he's a famous ah. mouse that's changed his name since then. So Mortimer. Touche. Touche. I had no idea. I, 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 I like this movie, but I remember. You know what I remember from this movie is is um, Michael Clark Duncan healing Tom Hanks of, I think it's the worst, uh, was it a UTI that he had that he'd ever had in his life? I remember a scene of Tom Hanks laying on the ground pissing himself because he couldn't go to the bathroom. It was just so painful. Other than that, I don't need to see this movie again. It's depressing, and I don't. I need happiness in my life. So I'm hoping the answer is Mortimer ah. Mouse. All right, Chris is locked in with Mortimer Mouse. We're moving on to question number three in television. Question is, what actor, comedian, played Phoebe's boyfriend Gary on Friends? Locked in. Mike's locked in. Chris, it's on to you. I think it's Michael Rappaport. Um, right? He's so Gary. I think is the cop that she dated, 
um, and he had like a three or four story arc. Uh, This could be way off, but I think there's an episode where Joey and Ross and Chandler go on a ride along. And I think in the episode, like they hear a car backfire and they think it's a gunshot and Joey jumps to save Ross's life, but he's really jumping to protect his, his meatball sub. Um, I've seen friends way too many times. I, I think that's Gary. I think that's the one that's Gary. What's bothering me is I don't know if that's Gary. Is the Ice Dancer Gary? Is it Steve Zahn? Um, shit, is it freaking Hank Azaria? Is it the guy that went to freaking Minsk? Is it Paul Rudd? No, Paul Rudd's name was Mike. That was Mike Hardigan? Did he have the same name as the guy from Sin City? Uh, I think, no, it's not Paul Rudd. So is it, I think Gary's the cop played by Michael Rappaport, but oh. Okay, so who else did I say? Hold on. Hank Azaria, that was David. No, that's David. Hank Azaria is David. David went to Minsk and left her there, so it's not Hank Azaria. She dated Sean Penn briefly, but he's not a comedian at all, so it's not Sean Penn. Who was the other person I just said that she dated? (laughs) Oh, Steve Zahn. No, she never dated Steve Zahn. No, Steve Zahn came back to her in like season two or three because he was with the Ice Capades, and that was the whole, now in very, very poor taste, a guy from the Ice Capades that came back to tell Phoebe he was straight and not gay, and that broke her heart because she was in love with him. Um, Not PC at all. Uh, I... Michael Rappaport sounds right. He had his own TV show, too, at some point. I don't remember what the TV show was. I want to say it's Grounded for Life, but that's Donald Logue. That's not Michael Rappaport. Uh, Yeah, Michael, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. Michael Rappaport is my best guess. All right, I'm trying to figure out what journey I just went on. Uh, Chris is locked in with Michael Rappaport. Mike, what was your answer? Uh, So Chris knows way more about this than I do. Uh, The first person that popped into my head that Phoebe dated that was not Paul Rudd, whose name, of course, was Mike. Couldn't tell you his last name. Didn't matter for the question. I think Chris is right. I think his name actually was David, but I locked in with Hank Azaria because he fit the description. All right, Mike's locked in with Hank Azaria. As we do a follow-up on our answers here, question number one was what company was originally named Blue Ribbon Sports? Mike, you locked in with? Wilson. Wilson! Wilson. Sorry. And Chris, you locked in with? Nike. All right. The answer we were looking for is actually Nike. <laughs> Nicely done, Chris. Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely done. Oh. After the first question, Mike, what was your wager? I wagered zero. And Chris? 34. All right. So after that, Chris picks up 34 points. Question number Two. What was the name of the pet mouse in the Green Mile? Mike, you locked in with? Mr. Jingles. With Mr. Jingles. Chris, you locked in with? Mortimer Mouse. With Mortimer Mouse. The answer we were looking for is not Mortimer Mouse. It is, in fact, Mr. Jingles. After that question, uh, Chris, how much did you wager on that? 34. 34 points. And Mike, what did you wager on that? 
I wagered 87 points. God damn it. <laughs> Question number three is what actor or comedian played Phoebe's boyfriend Gary on Friends? Uh, Mike, what did you say for that? I said Hank Azaria. You did say Hank Azaria. Chris, what did you Michael say? Michael Rappaport. You did say Michael Rappaport. The answer we were looking for is, in fact, Michael Rappaport. Well done, Chris. Doesn't matter, Mike. Chris, how much did you wager on that? 20 points. <laughs> yeah, and, and and Mike wagered zero. I did so, wager zero, yes. So after <laughs> that final round, which was, in fact, maybe one of my favorite ever. <laughs> that was incredible. Uh all sympathies go to Chris, but our final score is Mike 177, Chris 108. I, Mike, you have a history of splitting your bets up, and I figured my best chance there was to try and cancel you out on, on two of those. My my lot my math was right. If I could have canceled you out on two of those, I might have, I would have had a chance to win. Yeah, I I um Frank Darabont screwed me. Damn it! <laughs> Sports was way too broad. There are sports that I know a ton about and sports that I know nothing about. And TV, again, and I was literally sitting here thinking, TV, I'm only, I'm only going to have any chance if it's 90s TV, and it was 90s TV, and I still didn't have a chance. So, <laughs> so oh. I put it all on movies. <laughs> and still, I don't know where the hell I pulled that from. Yeah, that was, uh, that was quite the final round, not going <laughs> to lie kind of enjoyed it myself as a <laughs> as a very unbiased watcher i really don't know what's more disappointing from a frank darabine standpoint me getting that question wrong or the last two seasons of the walking dead right i don't know i tuned out to the wall i tuned out of the walking dead a while ago this game definitely turned out to be one of the best final rounds i think we've heard in a very long time <laughs> um however we do have to close it out no matter if chris wants to or not that being said, uh, we just want to welcome you to find us on any of our socials. As Chris mentioned earlier, we're at Pub Trivia Experience almost everywhere except Twitter, where we are, in fact, Pub Trivia Pod, because Twitter. Check us out there. We are more than happy to interact with you. If you have questions, send them to us. Um, we're always at pubtriviaexperience at gmail.com. We'd love to give you a shout out, get your question in the game, um, or if you even want to join us and try to try to best these final rounds and these wild wagers we'd love to have you on yeah, beating me isn't hard apparently so <laughs> i'm not bitter at all right now <laughs> not at all that's the beauty of the pub trivia experience everyone goes home meh <laughs> happy or drunk either way Mike, you deserve you deserve the win. I, I outplayed you in one round. I thought it would have been enough, but it wasn't. So, congrats, my you, friend. You you way outplayed me in one round. Like it was, yeah, painfully outplayed me. No, that was a good game, dude. Jeff, seriously, Jeff, that was a well written game, my friend. Great job, for sure. Well, I appreciate it. I have to give at least half the credit to my wife, who threw me half the questions this afternoon. Were they the ones I got right or wrong? Uh, I would say about half and half. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we do have fun with that, though. <laughs> but that being said, we will see you on the next show. For the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Jeff. I'm Chris. And I am Mike. We'll see you guys on the next one.